I mean, Smash had a career of of writing songs and releasing songs that no one could ever play. I want yeah, to kill somebody. Lady, love your well, cunt. Self abused. <laughs> Fuck it. Why, why do you boys even bother? <laughs> Welcome. We are Neil, Luke, and Dave. Three forty somethings reminiscing on the runners and riders of nineties guitar music. We look at the bands who soundtracked our youth on both sides of the pond and interview some of our heroes from the bands that defined a generation. You'll hear about the good, the bad and the ugly of 90s guitar music. This podcast is stupid and contagious. Uh, episode 21 of the Stupid and Contagious podcast. First one of 2024. Happy New Year, fuckers. Happy New Year. Yeah. Anyone get up to anything wild? Bit of a party. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I went to a party. Oh, you do do a lot of parties in Berwick, don't you? It's, it's that sort of place. Is that kind of chuck yeah. your keys in the fucking bowl? Yeah, it is. Going it on is. over there, isn't it? No, not for New Year's. Yeah, uh, Not for New Year's, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was up till 3am. Fucking hell. Well, that is pretty late. It was 4am last year. Did you do the conga? No, but we did Old Lang Syne and the, you know... Dancing in a ring. Did you? That's all right. That's all right Dancing in a ring? What do you mean? You have to Old link your hands on. together. like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. did that. I just, I went and watched some fireworks over here. They have fireworks at midnight and it's, you know, it's nice weather, so it's quite nice. Just sat there with a non-alcoholic beer. Well, New Year's the big thing over here. It's like the equivalent of, of Christmas, right? So um, families get together. So everyone was like sitting around, we were sitting around watching telly, playing board games, eating, drinking, and then like, yeah, flashed up on the TV because they have like earthquake warnings on the telly. So it flashed up on the TV saying earthquake here. Then it kept spreading across Japan, like here, 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 here. And um, it was pretty scary. And we we felt it, but not not very much. We felt it, but it was really long one. The long ones are the scary ones. Did you have to run to the earthquake shelter? No, no, not where we were. I thought you had to but get under a the, school desk. I mean, I have, I have, I have done that in the past, but no, you, know, you could, you could barely feel it here. It's the other side of the country, pretty much. But it, yeah, over there, it's, oh, it's, it's a terrible situation. Yeah, yeah, and then the, yeah. and then the airplane yeah. caught caught fire at Tokyo Airport today, isn't it? Yeah, it's all going on over yeah. there. I know, I know, I in know. Armageddon. The, the traditional New Year celebrations have been kind of cut, curtailed, basically, by uh, by all of that. So, yeah. Does it have a name, the earthquake? No, it's not a fucking fun character, dude. It's, it's <laughs> killed 50 people. Storms they give a name to, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they give them a name. Earning the earthquake. No. <laughs> no. Let's give it one. No. Also, like, um, there were these, like, New Year programmes and um, everything just shut down so there was just like nothing but earthquake news on every single channel all day yesterday it was um which is understandable you know went to the shrine this morning um did the traditional new year stuff you know dick shrine not a dick shrine no no just like a local shinto one no yeah at least i'm consistent with my joke <laughs> yeah yeah you are yeah i mean joke is stretching it but yeah David, yeah, have you been listening to Smash this week? Well, um, I have a bit, but it was a bit harder than I thought. I didn't give myself enough time because 
that one album that one of the big albums not on Spotify. Yeah, their only album is not on Spotify. Self abused. Uh, the main one? album. So the EP's on there. Yeah. Um oh, that's and that documentary you talk about in the interview, I wanted to watch that. I couldn't find it. I managed to buy it and we watched it together. And Prime Video. Yeah, yeah, there was a reason you can. I can't remember why you were. I wouldn't have just excluded you just because I didn't want you to watch it. <laughs> can't remember. Yeah, well, why I we wanted to watch it. it. I couldn't watch it. Though. It, it is like good. You should good. definitely check it out at some point. We're getting ahead of ourselves, guys. Introduce, introduce today's guest, Neil. So today we've got Ed from Smash, Ed Borion. Yeah, it's a really good one. I really enjoyed that one. He's a, he's a hero of mine. Well, and, and Luke's, but. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive one for me. Yeah, yeah, they're one of my favourite bands back in the day. So, got the t-shirt, not your star fucker. Got the records, big, big Smash fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, tell us a bit about them for the people listening and watching who who don't know. Give us a bit of a rundown on Smash. Okay, so political punk rock. Um, put into the new wave of the new wave category in the in the mid nineties. Um, power trio. Um, we got Ed Borry, uh, today's guest, vocals and guitar. Salve Salvatore Alessi on the bass, and Rob on the drums. So just three of them. And I didn't realise until I started looking looking into it. They started way back in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that's a long, long time ago. That's fucking 40 years ago, man. Oh, it is now. We're in 2024. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. man. In Willand Garden City in Hertfordshire, um, when um, I think most of them were like 17 years old, so as teenagers. Um, they started off as part of the kind of, well, he talks about it in the interview, so I won't go into too much detail, but part of that kind of the squat culture, kind of living on the dull mid-80s kind of punk style. They started off uh, called, as, uh, being called Smash at the Blues. was their uh, initial name of the band. Um, it's kind of an anti-Tory stance. Hated the Tories, still do. <laughs> Don't we all? And yeah, that was their thing, basically. Part of all of that, that kind of um, 80s punk scene. Um, but they didn't get round to releasing anything until 1993. So nearly a decade later. So, yeah, 84 to 96, they were together. Is that right? Yes. But for most of that, they weren't, like, famous. They only got famous in the last, sort of, two or three years of that. So it just goes to show that they were in a band because they wanted to be in a band. Well, he talks about it a bit in the interview anyway. The the fame bit of it was just, like, a, a bit of luck. Well, as the lyric goes, you know, my ambition is to get some recognition for my band and its ideals without caught in a wheel within a wheel. Uh, That was a quote from uh, one of their songs, Daily Love Your Cunt, by the way. Um, So, yeah, they released a split cassette with uh, These Animal Men, fellow New Waver, the New Wavers, Brighton Boys, in 1993. First single by themselves in 93, Real Surreal. Um, Played Top of the Pops around this time. And their kind of their first kind of main release was this spring '94 um, kind of mini mini album um, yeah. released. Guess when? It's called Spring '1994. Is the name of the of the EP? I'm gonna go with Spring '1994. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good memory. Oh, yeah, it was Spring '94. Then that, that that's that came thirty out. years ago. 
30 years ago. Fuck. Oh, fucking hell, this is getting depressing now, isn't it? Five tracks, every one, a fucking banger, man. Every track on it. And it got to number 28 in the charts, actually, surprisingly. I remember when you first played me Smash. I wasn't really sure because you've introduced me to a lot of stuff I don't really like. But, you know, that's all right. I still do. I still do. I introduce you to stuff you hate all the time, still now. But, you know, not everyone likes what I like. You know, I could never get you into the old old Jean-Michel Jarre. But I have managed to get him on this playlist. Don't know if you've done enough. Well, I mentioned him. That's enough, isn't it? Oxygen. Oxygen. No, Put that one on. I've, the, got the... I've got it behind me on the shelf, man. I'm embarrassed to fucking say. <laughs> no, don't be embarrassed. It's always with some trepidation when you when you introduce me to to music. That I remember when I I listened to Smash for the first time, and that yeah, I was instantly hooked. I don't know. There's something about them I hadn't really heard before. Like, it was mm. punky, but really sort of melodic as well. Yeah, just great, great tunes. How did you discover them, Luke? In the enemy, so I used you to read it. the enemy religiously every week, yeah. basically. So I just discovered them from that. Um, for me, it was the politics and the lyrics um, mm. that kind of got me hooked. And I talk about the interview, like, um, yeah, like in in the CP, they they reprinted Jermaine Greer's "Lady Love Your Cunt" essay. Mm. Just that kind of thing. It just, just everything about it. Just, just some, yeah, like I just never seen that kind of stuff before. You know, just uh, really yeah, and it was me. the. It was the whole look. We could be a part of it, you know, the T-shirts and, and the fanzines and everything. It was just, yeah, it was, it was great, wasn't it? It was yeah, just it's amazing. a really it's amazing. cool thing to be part of. And then, yeah, fantastic gigs. Dave, did you, you didn't go to see him, did you, Dave? No, I didn't go to see him. But, yeah, for me, they were like one of Luke and Neil's bands. In Like the census things, so I always put them together because of the association with you but mm. both those bands i did end up really liking but never you know never went to see them or... mate you'd have died in that mosh pit you didn't like a mosh pit anyway did you <laughs> no. you'd, have, you'd have died in no there. not not no not if it's too uh, dense <laughs> yeah the the, the, the the live gigs are pretty intense it's great uh, same year, '94, they released their their um, debut album, and uh, kind of the only album they released in that in that first kind of stage of their of their life. Uh, Self abused um, up there with them dressed as action men. Um, I love that. Got, yeah, it's great, right? It's great. Yeah. And again, really good album. Um, again, listen to the interview to get um, Ed's take on it. But um, I think it's yeah, it's amazing. interesting. It is interesting actually. His take on it, hmm. yeah. Uh, got to number fifty nine in the charts, which is uh, should should have been way higher in my opinion. But there's a good reason to buy that album because it's not on Spotify. That's true. That's true. Go and buy it. If you buy it now, it'll probably it'll probably personally post it to you because that's yeah. what yeah, it yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. And also in ninety four, um, they released their most kind of notorious uh, single, "I Want to Kill Somebody." Well, it's about the Tories at the time. Jeffrey Archer. What's that? What, I'm trying to remember it now. Um, Virginia Bottomley, Michael Heddertine, John Major, Virginia Bottomley, especially. Yeah. Jill Shepard's got an appalling unemployment record. <laughs> Just but, fucking brilliant. Uh, other lyrics. I remember, right? So we were doing our A levels, right? Do you remember Mr. Adams, the history teacher? My favourite, yeah. my favourite teacher, basically. Looked like, looked like Roger Moore, cool as fuck, right? And um, I didn't listen to Smash, did he? 
Well, no. So he was a history teacher, right? So I, I, I remember after class, I asked what a Disraelian disposition was <laughs> okay. because of because of that yeah. song. I could have waited behind after class. <laughs> Yeah. What's a Disraelian like a disposition? Nerd. And he and he answered he answered it really well. I can't remember yeah. what he said, but he answered it really well. So and he's like, "Why?" And I just told him about that. And he's like, "All oh, right, okay, okay." And I'm I'm pretty sure he checked them out after that because he was into like, uh, you know, cool culture, uh, Mr. Adams. He was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't I hadn't really seen the video until I saw it in that documentary, but it's a great video as well. Great. He says every time they put it on YouTube, it just gets taken down. <laughs> quite violent. Yeah, tongue in cheek, but yeah. Although they do, you know, they they were anti-Tory, but the the song does say, "Whoever's in power, I'll be the opposition." Right? Yeah. So not only else, so they released um, their another love song EP in uh, 1995, mm. featuring Yours Truly. Uh, listen to the interview to find out more. So yeah, Luke, it's never been confirmed. It definitely is him because it, it, it's me. Come it, on. It's, Go and have a listen, and you know what his voice sounds like now. So go and have a listen. So, so yeah. So on that EP, there's two live songs on there that were both recorded in Brighton. Me and Luke went to the gig. It was at the Pavilion in Brighton on the 19th of October, 1994. Neil, thirty years ago. Fuck. I'm not liking this new year because it's making everything 30 years ago. <laughs> 19th of October, 1994, Pavilion Brighton. Yeah, there's a there's a gap in one of the songs where famously the band just sort of cuts out. You have to sort of wait yeah. in anticipation for it to kick back in. In that gap, people shout stuff out. And obviously Luke... But even the line before it was kind of, kind of prophetic, right? It says, I open my mouth in like Chinese whispers. Michael Jackson's going out with my kid's sister. He knew That's even then, right? right? He says, yeah. do you believe what I said? And then it stops, right? Yeah, and then someone shouts your mum and dad or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shout the, the correct line, you've been misled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there you go. It's immortalised <laughs> on, that, on that EP. Um, do you remember much else about that gig, Neil? just remember it being really good. We we loved them anyway. So when you go and see a band that you're really into at the time, it's always it's always going to be good, isn't it? Um, but I remember really clearly um, Joe Joe Bellingham telling us that tickets about the tickets because uh, for some mm. reason she found out about it and we were so excited mm. and we went into I think that's some shop in Brighton to go and buy the tickets. Not Rounder Records, was it? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah, the days where you had to go and physically buy gig tickets. So, so they broke up um, in 1996. Um, Salve joined Carter. Rob joined these Animal Men, briefly. And he was also in another great uh, Brighton band, Mo Solid Gold, if you remember them. I remember the name. Yeah. It was members of these them, Animal Men with the, uh, like a soul, soul singer kind of guy. They were both kept quite active after Smash, then. Uh, yeah, but Ed, on the other hand... Went into the wilderness. Yeah, yeah. She's, um, it's pretty pretty sad to hear about, right? Yeah, but he came back, so that's the main thing, I guess, isn't it? He did, he did. So they reformed in 2004. They released the second album, uh, Icon, in 2007, which I don't have. It's CD only. I had it somewhere. It's, it's brilliant, that album. Yeah, and then they came back again in 2017 with uh, Goodbye, Will and Garden City. Again, really good album. 
really good album. Probably the best yeah. one, I think. Apart from the Better EPs, the I think that's... Maybe. Mm. Uh, uh, not the EPs, but as an album. It's really good. Mm. Really good. And Ed's got a couple of solo things. He had a solo album, What Goes On, in 2019. A kind of a, an EP in 2021. West London Magic, all good. All good stuff. What goes on is fucking brilliant too. It's very much like Smash. It's, it's just really good. And as we mentioned earlier, there's a documentary um, called Flawed is Beautiful that looks at Smash and these animal men and is very, very uh, well worth uh, your time. It's on Amazon Prime in the UK. A couple of hundred yen, no yen, whatever it is, two pounds or whatever. You can, um, it's a really good, really good documentary. As a as a music documentary lover, I can confirm it. it's probably one of the best ones I've I've ever watched. It's brilliant. I did see them um, again, but it was without without Salve. In it must have been about. I'm trying to think what year it was. It must have been 2016 or something like that. It wasn't that long ago, man. It was just before the pandemic, no? It was. I think it was 2017. Yeah, they did played a gig in a tiny venue, the Albert in Brighton, which. We saw Snow Patrol there as well when they were We did, we did, supporting Magoo. So, yeah, it's a a small little room at the top of this pub. It's a great venue. It's one of of Brighton's finest little venues, isn't it? um, Yeah. Yeah. So I saw them on a bank holiday there. But, yeah, it was without South. But they were still great. And they played played all the classics. And it it was just really nice. I bought the... um... The Goodbye Will and Garden City album from from Bandcamp, and I was mm. surprised when I got a note back directly from Ed. So this was last <laughs> year before before we'd even thought of doing the podcast, right? And yeah. um, and I emailed back and forth with him a couple of times, and I think I was like, you know, just like gushing about how much you know he changed my life, and it was probably very mm. embarrassing. Um, but he was a super nice guy, you know. Basically, he there was no international option, so. Mm. Um, he ended up paying a load of money to send the record to Japan. So I said, well, tell you what, um, I'll, I'll pay like way over the odds for your solo stuff on Bandcamp. That way, you know, and he said, yeah, okay, that, that'll work, that'll work. So I kind of did that because I felt really bad about it. And But he also sent me a little bonus um, remixes of, um, of a few tracks on the album. And yeah, we said a little back and forth and it was, and I, I was really excited and it was cool, but I never thought I'd get to speak to him, you know? So, yeah. That's my little story with Ed. Yeah, I didn't realise uh, the song name was from Jermaine Greer essay. Yeah, when I first read it, it totally just like blew my mind, man. It's basically trying to remove the stigma from the from from the word cunt and from the vagina itself, basically. And it's uh, it's it's really it's really interesting if you're into radical second wave feminism. You know. On that note, let's let's have a listen. This is. Ed Bory from Smash. Enjoy. How's um how's everything going then, Ed? Are you working on any music at the moment or Yeah, I am. I am in the studio at the moment. Oh yeah. Uh, just work working on some just solo tracks. Not really by choice, but um I mean it is by choice, but it's not by choice that it's solo because we we did without Salvatore, it's not Smash. So, yeah, it's, it has to be just me. So, yeah, because I, th- I think, I uh, because I think your last was it, I don't know, but your last solo album or the one before, which was just Dead Bory, 
you yeah. did say that it was going to be a smash album, but then it turned into like a solo thing because, yeah, like you say, the other members sort yeah. of weren't in it. So. Well, it was. It, it's so after Goodbye Well and Gone City, which Salvatore yeah. did play on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had a commitment to not tour that album, but you know, we had a few gigs here and there. But Salvatore yeah. had dropped out by the end of it. So we 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 did tour the album a little bit, played it out with yeah, a guy, I came, another came, guy. Came. Where did you go? I saw you at uh, the Prince Albert in Brighton. Oh, great! Okay, yeah, I did so speak to you afterwards. Been... Probably don't remember. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Prince Albert. Yeah, so that was with yeah, Simon. yeah, yeah. It was a good yeah, gig. So Simon good gig. was playing with smash but and then me rob and simon recorded an album that was going to be smash but it can't be smashed without south so it was it just was yeah. a solo album but which is what's yeah. happening now i'm playing as if i'm in smash but without south <laughs> it ain't so it's interesting you say that like i think one of the things that i i loved about smash is that you you did seem like a gang right you had that kind of clash gang thing going on and like you say yeah. if it's the gang's not there it's not smash you know no, it, it's not. No. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good, man. You sticking to it all these years later. That is that's great. You know, sticking, sticking to, to what? <laughs> well, to the gang mentality. You know, if the gang's not there, you know. Yeah, I I just had a coffee with Rob this morning, and uh, mm. it's nice to chat. I asked him what if he wanted to say anything or what his thoughts on it were, and. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty much what you just said, you know. So we're, we're we're friends, you know. You're still working with to, Rob, though, to... right? Yeah, but it ain't smash. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, smash started like way back in 1984, right? Which is that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just I made some I made some notes. We uh. So in 1984, we would have been 17. And wow. uh, Salvatore and I went to school together. Salvatore and Rob were sniffing glue down at Stanborough Lakes together. You can you can see it all now. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Rob was living in a squat. Sav and I were on the dole, probably, back in the good old days. Yeah. And... Uh, Mum, mum gave me a lift with the guitar around to Rob Squat, and the first song we ever played together was "What Goes On" by the Velvet Underground. Right, which you covered later on, right? On um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's an interesting choice. I mean, I I love Velvet Underground, but I I didn't really don't really see that in Smash. Is that is that what you were listening to? That was that's what I was listening to. Mm. Uh, I don't know. What, I don't know what Rob was listening to because I was. I mean, me and Sal had been hanging out for years so you know we spent plenty of time in the bedroom staring at tapes and records and south was listening to killing joke and fear of hate and that kind of stuff mm, mm, and uh i think rob was possibly full punk already wow it's 1984 right it's uh it's a good time for that kind of post 82 kind of cross punk scene and all of that right yeah 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 it was it was a fantastic, um, I, vibrant time. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just 
jamming in his squat a lot of the time, were you? Or we were jamming in the squat, and uh, eventually I moved into a kind of a squat, and so we jammed in there. And originally, uh, we were called Smash at the Blues to start with. Yeah, uh, and the Blues, I think the Tories. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, we, you guys are you guys are about ten years younger than most people yeah. you've interviewed, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, we yeah, yeah. we were seventeen in ninety four, so there you go. Yeah, we were twenty seven yeah. in ninety. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we we were fully suffering under the Tories, and uh, yeah. you know, with every beat of my heart, I hated them, and. Uh, you know the 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 deprivation and of the whole country was awful, and we started out doing minor uh, support for the mine workers in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, yeah right. Strike yeah, wow. With a band, with a local band from Wanigon City called the Astronauts. Mm. Who, what, what did? Oh, go and there was another local band called Crass. I don't know if you remember Crass. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm drifting yeah. way off your. Age no, range now. No, these, no. Are, these are the no, bands no, no, you want to drift. Thing, so. Oh man, I got I got crass albums behind me here. Yeah, Have you? Yeah, yeah. 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 they were they were local to Hertfordshire as well. In fact, I think they've still got a kind of compound. How are they? Out in Hertfordshire, An anarchist compound. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we started off. Smash at the Blues started off doing miners' benefits around the country with the astronauts. Mm. Did you and, sound and like that Smash at that time? Was the sound different? Um, uh, yes, I think I think we did sound like Smash. We had um, Salvatore was singing, so we had a bass player. We had a few bass players over okay. the years. Oh wow! And then and then we did have a bongo player for a while and a keyboard player <laughs> when we were when we were the Happy Mondays. <laughs> yeah, <that's good. laughs> like. I can't in imagine 90, any of this. Yeah, in 1990, <laughs> and two guitars, and you know, it's. Is yeah, there any? Uh, uh, is there any recordings or footage of this anywhere that we can find? Um, I, I don't. I don't think there's any footage <laughs> or recordings of Smash at the Blues. No. Didn't have the. Didn't have the internet. I might have a photo. Lucky. No, I'm. I'm got a useful. Photo. I've just got a photo of. Yeah. of of us when Sav was singing, mm. but yeah, yeah. So we went through so, some transition, and then one time, you know, as this happens at band rehearsals, only the three of us turned up. So Sav picked up. So you acted to. Oh yeah, and we didn't look back from there. Wow. Uh, that where was that? that? How late was that? That was probably about nineteen ninety two. Okay, so you've been together a while before that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I spoke to Rob earlier, and he was he was like, you know, we did our we did our ten years from eighty four to ninety four, and then, yeah, yeah, brilliant. We we had our fifteen minutes that lasted ten years, and <laughs> we're we're more than happy with that. Uh, I mean, um, why? What? Go on, go on. Like, what, can, I, can I ask Chrissy just related to that? Why do you think you that it did? The time did come when it came. If you know what I mean. Why then? After ten years, why did it take off for us in '94? Yeah. I think because we had, we were, you know, we were very determined 
we had our own fanzine. We had our own fanzine called Petal Buzz. We had our own T-shirts. You know, it was a good look. When it was actually the Bull and Gate that couldn't be bothered to write at the blues after Smash. Uh, so we turned up and it said Smash on the like chalkboard out the front. And we were like, oh, right, let's not fucking bother with the rest. And Rob put stars in between the letters. So the style came, the T-shirts came. We had our own fanzine. You know, we were doing, we were doing busloads of kids to the uh, George Roby from Wellington City. We had our own thing, you know, and you know that's. I think that's enough for a record company. They have yeah, plenty impo- left to do. <laughs> how important do you, was it coming from Welling Garden City? Because um, obviously, whenever we think of Welling Garden City, now we we think Smash. But it was a big thing for you guys to. Because uh, when you got signed, didn't you do you did the signing at the old uh, youth club in Welling Garden City? Yeah, we did it right? at Ludwig Youth Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big, big part of Smash. Yeah, and I think that's that's why we. Um, I mean, it's a, you know one of our t-shirts was small town git. You know, we're just three guys. I had it. Small town. I had Neil, Neil had that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you mine. I still got mine. I had the. Uh, I had the. Uh, oh, your, fantastic! Your, your oh, fucker. Uh, there you go. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't know if it fits. I'm trying it, but uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the original. Oh, thank yeah. you so much. It's it's my it's uh you know Smash meant an awful lot to a few people, and that's yeah, that's oh, certainly man. enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, but go on Whoa. about the, the small town git because I think that's a really important point. Go on. Um, Sorry, interrupting. Well, I was just talking to Rob this morning about you know, why aren't we producers or engineers or still in Smash, still rolling around Europe and, you know, earning some money in Germany over the winter and playing all the festivals in the summer? Mm. And uh, it's because we, we're from Wenigan City and we don't give a fuck. Just Fair enough. just free mates who, who didn't want anything, to, didn't really want it. We were treated really well in the music business. Dave Boyd at Hutt, fantastic. But it's all bullshit, you know. And and I don't think we could give a fuck. So that's why we don't do it anymore. <laughs> but I think I don't like, know. That, that, I don't know if that's a Welling Garden City thing or I, I think know. you're right. It's a small town thing, right? I mean, we yeah, we were we were from a small town as well. And that yeah, what small of... town were you from? I, well, it's a small town, so I don't know if you know it, but go on, go on, Neil, go on. Well, it's, it's called Seaford. I'm still in this small town. It's near Brighton. Right. Near, it's between near Brighton and Eastbourne, yeah. 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 Okay. So Brighton was yeah. our, like, our hangout, I guess. That was, like, the big smoke for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, and, and you, you with, along with David, you're still friends. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. this the three of you, 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 and I believe you were in bands, were you? Well, like I, Neil, I was in a band, but not to get. We, we can't. Well, us three were. We did have three guitars one Christmas and played in his garage, <laughs> in Luke's garage. It, it was not a band. It was not a band. Got. 
And no. I've, I've got absolutely no talent whatsoever, except for uh, except for buying records. That's my only skill. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, unfortunately for yeah. them too, though. But uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That but kind yeah, of salt no. town I mean, thing. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we've got to talk about the new wave of the new wave. The uh, yeah. The the Monica. So we we were watching the um the documentary, um, Floyd is beautiful one with you and these animal men. Really, really enjoyed it, by the way. And yeah, they were kind of saying that it was a, a reaction against like Baggy and Grebo and all of that kind of stuff. Did you see did you see yourself as reacting against all that was going on? I definitely hated fucking shoegazing. For sure. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna stare at your shoes, don't get on a fucking stage. What, yeah. What's that? Yeah, some of the, yeah, I'll admit some of the music and the blending and the layering was nice, but don't stare at your fucking shoes. Um, I'm not sure we we were reacting to the Tories. We were reacting from to our upbringing. We you can you can see these animal men are very dressed in Adidas and they look sharp. But we're we're a bit more camouflage, probably a bit more manix, really. You know, without the Highliner. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um I I think I think you know a lot, uh, the small town git thing again. For me personally, I didn't even think there was anywhere else in the world. It was that was our world. Welling Gardens shithole was our world and we were reacting against it. In, yeah. in however, however it looked. It it just became popular in 1993. <laughs> Uh, so it's just like a, a happy coincidence that, that, that it sort of all merged at the right time. It did. It crashed into it. It all crashed together at, at, at the at the right time. And we we did a tour, a, a sort of a toilet circuit tour. But the enemy sent out Martin Goodacre as a photographer and Stephen Wells, the journalist, to, to mm. tour with us. And I think that's probably before the new wave of new wave uh phrase was first used so yeah there was definitely something there you know it, it was Wells was always was my favorite out. uh enemy journalist oh, mate. it was yeah. it was great to be with him oh yeah it was great to be with him i mean it, he was literally in the van with us right oh wow and, right. and martin yeah. goodacre do you follow martin goodacre by the way it's, he's out he's out in berlin and he's you know, he's got some great photos, obviously, over all the years, and, and he does post them up now and again and do exhibitions. And right, right. Didn't didn't Swells die on like the same day as Michael Jackson? He did. Am I remembering, remembering that right? Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like totally gutted, and I was like telling everyone, "Swells has died." Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Michael Jackson's died. What are you going on about? Who's Swells? But he has a big one you for were... me. I thought you were shedding a tear for Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how you two get on. <laughs> Don't really. Well, well yeah. We'll you put 30... some distance between each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, geographically. But when you've had thirty-five years of taking the piss out of each other, it uh, it comes comes naturally. Oh, we we basically put this podcast together to kind of sort of stay in touch and and carry on talking about music. So. You know, we're just, uh, it was a big part of our lives, still is, I guess. Um, yeah. Did, did you we, feel we, affiliated? Go on, go on. 
I, I just love to hear because, uh, you know, as I say, Smash were liked an awful lot by an awful few. But that awful few, awful few, that's not right, is it? But the few people. That's all right. Um, really, it's a real community, a real unity. You know, it's like a real gel. And it's not like a secret as such, but it's like, it's our thing, isn't it? You know, and it's great to hear. You know, I, I still get emails and things of people saying, oh, self-abuse really helped me through my O-levels. And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> How did you get on? <laughs> it was like when, when you did that gig at the, the Prince Albert, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, fucking hell, I get to see Smash at the Prince Albert because that's always been like a, a favourite venue for me. But it's, it's quite a small venue and I, I just couldn't believe yeah. that I was going to get to see you play there. You know, it was we great. We loved it because we had uh, a lot of our our sound engineers and road crew were from Brighton. So we yeah. they were there. It was great to see yeah. them all again. Our manager was from Brighton. It, we had a great time that night, yeah. Yeah, it was a bank holiday, wasn't it, I think? I think it was a bank yeah. holiday weekend. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah that, it was great, great game. Oh, I stopped going on about it. I'm gutted that I didn't get... I stopped going <laughs> on about it. Weren't you there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, lost, you missed that. You missed that. All right, all right. I know, I know. Well, I could have come you, back you... for it, but it would have been a bit, <laughs> bit of a commute. But, yeah. Yeah. You were speaking about the, the fanzine earlier. When did that come about? Was that quite early on that you started the fanzine? Petal Buzz, Petal Buzz started in about half 1992. Yeah. And just another kind of creative outlet, really. We started, you know, doing the coach trips to the Bull and Gay and the George Roby. Yeah. And we had some young fans, probably about your age, uh, just school lips, kids at school, 16 year olds. And one of them wanted, to, he's actually a Matt, Matt Hill. He's actually the editor of some magazines now in, mm. in Leeds. So, you know, he, he started make his first foray into that was making a fanzine for smash, you know, oh, amazing. folding the pages, doing photocopying, cut and paste, you know, Cut and paste with yeah, scissors, great. by the way, kids. Any any young people out there who think that was invented by Microsoft? A pair of scissors crazy, and, pr- and a prit stick. Crazy to think about all that going on, isn't it? But you know, that's that's what bands used to do. Like we were talking yeah. to um Mega City Four not long ago, and they were talking about how they used to write to all their fa- like handwritten letters to their fans yeah. and stuff. And it's yeah, I like, used to do that. I yeah. love all I've that. Still yeah. got a few letters. Come across them now and again. Yeah. We're still posting records out to to Japan. <laughs> yeah, I've got a post, and I've got to post one out to Dundee. I think it is. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I feel all international now, thanks to you. Luke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're everywhere. The the smash <laughs> diaspora is is everywhere. Uh, true. Can I true. can I go back to the t shirts? I mean. Like uh, yeah, you know, small town get not your stuff. Fucker. I mean, who 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 came up with the slogans? How did you decide on on what was going to come across it? Fem, all of that. How did you decide? The only one I did was fem. Oh, nice. uh, Rob did all of the others. Just um, I think Swell's called a small town gets, and you know, was a keeper. 
Rob did. I don't know where Not Your Star Fucker came from. Probably some kind of reaction to, I don't know, niggers or I don't know. What. Right. Uh, the only one I did was Femme. Right. Nice. nice. Although I did make them at home. I've got an did original smash. I've got an original <laughs> Smash Town Git, like Smash Town Git, which I printed myself. You know, cutting out, cutting out a um, a cereal box with like those letters and uh and i obviously gave it to this guy in liverpool in 1994 and uh we did a final smash gig in london a few years ago and and he got a, a liverpool crew together came down and gave me my t-shirt back oh amazing well i know so really, the original really one. lovely really really lovely yeah i mean yeah. those t-shirts you must have seen a lot of them at at the gigs with everyone wearing them yeah that's quite a nice thing to see right and i think reading at 94 although we didn't play i think we were we were challenging for the uh most t-shirt attendance oh. yeah great please it's just genius right getting the the old army surplus days it's just genius so just the look just fitted perfectly with the whole aesthetic right mm. well that genius. was rob's rob's job was he he had a second-hand clove shop and so in probably about 1992 and uh and he was buying um army surplus you know yeah so we had a surplus of army t-shirts <laughs> he was buying army surplus and levi jeans and you know and it was we, we yeah. printed on some t-shirts i mean i spent me and rob would spend uh, rob had two kids at this time already Mm. We'd spend Sunday afternoons, you know, making T-shirts in his kitchen Nuts, with the wow. kids at our feet, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. we were friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and we wanted to be together and to do art and be creative. And if we couldn't play music, then we'd print some T-shirts or we did some tie-dyeing. I don't know how that went down with the yeah. washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. Um, you mentioned like um, like Liggers earlier. So when you when it did all take off and you were on the front cover of Enemy and the Melody Maker and on top of the pops, I mean, did you did you get to enjoy it? Did were you? How, how was it? Uh, I think we we remained quite quite insular, quite a tight little group. We didn't really let. Uh, any yeah i mean we we were friends our road crew were either from brighton or from Welling garden city david boyd at hut records was fantastic um the guy who put us on top of the pops uh rick blacksill he was a nice guy our booking agent scott peering he was a nice guy um, we had Kathy St. Luce at Hall or Nothing doing our press and promotions. She did Radiohead and the Manics as well. She was yeah, lovely. Yeah. Hall or Nothing were lovely. Yeah, no complaints. It, mm. We were. We. Do you remember the uh, Top of the Pops performance? Or? Yep. I've, oh, I should have bought my sheet. We were in uh, Newcastle on... The Tuesday night, we had to get a train first thing 
Wednesday morning because it's actually filmed on a Wednesday, kids. It's not live. <laughs> Don't ruin it. And then uh, on Thursday, we were, when it came out, we were at King Tut's Wawa Hut. So we did. Oh, really? Wow. We were shattered. Actually. Yeah. And we, we, you have to re-record your track for Top of the Pops, just for musicians' union rules. and Right. I think the only person who got caught not doing it was... Uh, I can't, uh, it'll, it'll come to me. But we, we, we were on tour when we got Top of the Pops. We were in Man... We were at Windsor. My lung collapsed. We were in Manchester the next day. The doctor said, you've got a collapsed lung. We did Manchester. We went to Hull the next day. I had my lung expirated and we played the Hull Adelphi. And then we had one day off and we re-recorded the Top of the Pops. uh, Shame for Top of the Pops in this tiny studio in Hull. Yeah. And... uh, and we sung, I, me and Sal sung live, but the, yeah. Yeah. What a journey. So you just have to, you just have to re-record the same track. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Chesney Hawks, he got caught not doing it. <laughs> oh, did he? The he one got and banned. The, the one and only yeah. person to get caught. Maybe Dave would like Chesney Hawks as well as the Lighthouse family. He probably bloody does, doesn't he? He probably <laughs> does. Uh... <laughs> They will love that you've mentioned the Lighthouse family. I cherish that. <laughs> Did you meet the Lighthouse family? Yeah. No. No. Dave, I, I think I think maybe Dave ought to. We, Dave and I ought to do a Zoom and chat about you two. I reckon you should. <laughs> He'd like that. <laughs> That's pretty That's wild, a- though, right? With collapsed lung, man. That's yeah. Yeah. But you know who fucking cares in the end. We we did top of the pops. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, there there was a band called Collapse Lung at the time. I'm sure. I was going to say sure when you we, said that, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if we'd been more business wise, we could have <laughs> tied something in there. You missed a marketing uh, opportunity there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. 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 So when top of the pops, we we were shattered basically. We came from Newcastle. Mm. First thing in the morning, Sav was up all night bleaching his hair or dyeing his hair. <laughs> um, yeah, you spend all day at Top of the Pops. Yeah, what's that like? Is it weird? It's just a, just a studio with loads of mm. um, dressing rooms. We, you know, we 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 just looked for somewhere to sleep really because we were shattered. Dressing yeah. rooms can look like toilets. If I'm honest, yeah, it's not yeah. not great. Yeah, and then you you know you go down to makeup, you go down for um rehearsal, and then dress rehearsal. And Sal and I tried to get back in the because they shoot the band and then they shoot the crowd, and then Sal and I tried to get in so we were in the crowd. But you know, just that would have been brilliant. That would have that would have been good, man. Yeah, <laughs> but they. So when you play, you just, you're not playing to an you audience play, at all? Or? You do play in front of an audience and then they reshoot yeah. the audience, you know, oh, just right. so we tried to get in on that. And... Yeah, and that would have been that would have been brilliant. Have been brilliant. Who else was, played what, um... yeah. But what a thing, you know, you're growing up to do, mm. you know, you're on top of the pops, you're on top of the pops, man. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's every band's dream, isn't it? Well, yeah. not anymore. But... It was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know I why, I don't know why they stopped it. Yeah, it's such a good show. Yeah. Well, I but think who... Operation uh, U-Tree might have had something to do with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that bit of it. That's probably problematic. <laughs> Fortunately, I think our, uh, our, our presenter was not caught up in that. Yeah, not not yet. <laughs> yeah, wasn't Ralph right, Harris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I used to have a signed photo you... of Ralph Harris when I was a kid. It was my like my most prized possession. It was like this pink signed photo. You did as well. <laughs> I did. Have you still uh, got sorry. it? Sorry, I I've no idea. I've no idea. Like Queen had a portrait done by Ralph Harris. I mean, uh, she did. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. I forgot about that. Um, can you remember who else was on top of the pots when you played? Did you meet anyone else? Was we Chesley met... Hawks that week? Was it? No, Tim Booth was very nice. Oh, he was on it. Yeah, oh, yeah. James. Mm. James was on it. Uh, Madonna, Bruce Springsteen. Neither of them were live. No. Oh, I, I really? Can't they were. Who else was really? in the studio? Okay. No. Wow. Wow. We had a nice chat with Tim Booth. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think the Bee Gees were on. Were they? Yeah. Rob had a wee next to a Bee Gee. That's his claim to fame. Oh, yeah, because I think one. that's in the, in the documentary, I think. He made yeah, I've had, I've had a wee next to a Bee Gee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what were the Bee Gees doing in 94? <laughs> they were performing live on top of the pops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Can we um, ask about some of the songs, if that's okay? Yeah. How they come about or any anything? So I guess um, for for me, uh, "Lady Love Your Cunt's got to be the, the the my my favourite. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a bit about yeah. it? Uh, yes. So my mother gave that song the title. Very influential lady, I know. Who could? Who knew? She. My mum was the subversive one in the band. <laughs> Yeah. Um, funnily enough, it's it's it came full circle with that solo album. And, and there's a lyric mm. on it: "Mother always wanted obscurity for me." Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we all knew my mum. We were we rehearsed in her front. Well, I knew her, but we, we rehearsed in the front room. Do you know what I mean? In mm. the in the dining room, like. Mm with a drum yeah. kit and amplifiers and my mum was in the kitchen and so she knew Robin Sal, you know. Yeah. Um, but Lady Love Your Cunt was, yeah, it's Germaine Greer's, is it the Mad Woman's Underclothes? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you've got it yeah. there. Okay, yeah. Got it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we were, you know, the first line, what's that smell you're wearing? It sticks like glue to me. Mm. It's from my... Mm. It's from, you know, those cartoons where like Wiley Coyote goes past and and there's this like odour stream, you know, it, it's that. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the chemical industry, it's endorphins, it's mm. pheromones, it's it's why does that smell like that? What's the attraction? It's just yeah, it's just manipulation and and at that time. It means me. To me, the you know, lyrics and it's lyrically one of the best songs ever written. 
person. And I, I genuinely mean that. It's just, I think oh, it's just you. a brilliant song. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It's, really it, it started, it's for me, it started a, a lifelong kind of interest in, in feminism. I think I said when I, when I emailed you last year, when I had no idea I'd ever get to get to meet you. But um, I remember as a teenager, 16, reading this, just thinking, yeah. what the fuck? Is this even allowed? Are you allowed yeah. to like print this? And they just, I just couldn't, just couldn't believe it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I use it in my work. I, in, in two weeks, I'm, I'm giving a, a presentation on feminist pedagogy. I mean, were, were, were you <laughs> aware of, you know, the, the consequences of putting radical second wave feminism into the hands of uh, impressionable boys? <laughs> um, okay, I guess, no. <laughs> we we were just we were just we you know we, we were angry i was certainly an angry young man L looking at injustices you know there's the line in it whilst the judge comes all over her tits you know there's this poor yeah. fucking girl at king's cross and it, and it's all true i didn't make any of it up salve me salve mm. and our manager dave had been to a gig mm. in london we'd missed the last train this is when you could sleep at King's Cross Station. It wasn't closed. That's right, I remember. King's Cross yeah, Station. Remember. This girl comes up and says, have you got any cigarettes? I said, no. She says, there's a man over there who sells singles, but he's oh, not amazing. open yet. I oh, didn't wow. make any of it up. That's amazing. You know, that's music. Wow. You know, that's what capturing. And, you know, at the time, you know, there was a judge had been caught using... Uh, a prostitute at King's Cross, nothing happened. Mm. You know, she gets put in jail. It's like, really? Are you fucking sure? Yeah. It's just another injustice. And, and, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, I was angry, very angry. I still am a little bit angry. <laughs> <laughs> so you should Good. be. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing, yeah. man. Um, yeah, well, as I said, I had a and big, we were very grateful to Jermaine Greer for letting us reprint that because obviously, uh, as as men, we we should we don't really have much of a comment on these issues, so we're very grateful to Jermaine Greer for letting us reprint that and 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 sh you know share just open it up a bit and and thank you for saying mm. that you know we shared it with some impressionable young voice <laughs> yeah uh, yeah at a huge, huge even impact. just yeah even the name of the song it's so bold isn't it to call it to call it lady love you cunt you know it could have you could have sort of avoided giving it such a blatant name but why why well, when we were um, it's about right when we uh and well and as i say my mum gave it the title yeah when yeah. we when we were getting our record deal we did get uh, the guy from Uni Universal, no, Polydor, mm. flew up and took us out to dinner in, don't know, Edinburgh or something. And we said to him, would you let us release a single called Lady Love Your Cunt? And he was like, hmm. Like, oh. <laughs> we said it to David Boyd and he's like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you like. <laughs> so, right, we'll do that then. Wow. But it was it was yeah. playlisted on XFM before XFM had their license. Before XFM mm. had their full license, 
Mm. It was uh, Lady Love Your Cunt was playlisted on there, and they used to introduce it as Lady Love Your Can't. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Lady Love Your wow. Can't say that word on the radio. Right, right, right. Wow. I don't think. It, I mean, Smash had a career of of writing songs and releasing songs that no one could ever play. I want yeah, to kill somebody. Lady Love Your well, Cunt. Self abused. <laughs> fuck it. Why, why do you boys even bother? <laughs> I was just going to ask you about I Want to Kill Somebody. Obviously, that's the uh, that was your, your sort of political statement. Um, but I hadn't seen the video till we watched that, to had a look yesterday. I'd never seen the video. But oh, okay. it's, just, it's a good one. And it's not available. I, no, I tried to yeah. find it. It's not there. It's not there. And where did we see it then? Was it yeah. on the documentary? Yeah, yeah, it was on there. It's oh, on yeah, that's right. It's not in the documentary. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but somebody um, posts it on YouTube now and again and then they take it off quite quickly. <laughs> why? Why? It's yeah, very violent. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. but yeah. Great song though. I mean Yeah. I just I just love, love the lyrics in that one as well. Uh, Virginia Bottomley especially, you know. What great lyric. Well you I, you were I don't know if you how aware you were at that time, but what what got me about that was, and it still happens, is so a politician does like uh, education, they fuck it up, get yeah. it all wrong, ruin it, and then they somehow get moved to transport. It's like, yeah. hold on a minute, shouldn't you just be fucking sacked? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You go go do something else. Shit. Coming yeah, in, we've got um, yeah. he's he's one in Garden City's local MP actually, uh, Grant Shapps. Oh, oh really? What a fucking car <laughs> crash that bloke is. I mean, he, he yeah. genuinely is thick. And <laughs> most of them. Are. I mean, he's been proven to be corrupt with his yeah. Instagram and Facebook and having a another avatar. And oh my god. Yeah. Matter he fails anymore, at everything he does and then they just move in. I think he's he might even be in charge of the military or something now. <laughs> it's just fucking terrible. <laughs> no, it is nuts, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. You also spoke about a lot of sort of mental health in your song, yeah. like Real Surreal is, 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 is a big one. You don't mind talking about talking about no, this now and revisited number three so both yeah. of those yeah ex- yeah exactly yeah. both about suicide but different different yeah. people as well isn't it it's so uh, uh no it's not about different there are more people it... it's, it's more than right. one person yeah one of the yeah, guys yeah, yeah. is it's was from the astronauts yeah yeah oh the band you played with at the at the beginning yeah and the yeah. other guy was a guy whose house whose flat I was living in. That's mm. right. Yeah. I mean, how how did you... I mean, it's, they're difficult things to write about, right? And to sing about every night on stage. I mean, how how was that? Yeah, I think, you know, as an angry young man, I was, I was angry about... I was angry about their deaths. I was angry about mm. my responses to their... Um, possible reaching out for help you know mm. i know now i couldn't have helped but yeah, yeah you know i was angry about that i was angry about mm. my if i could have helped but and i think it it sort of went between 
went between being angry and cathartic, the, between being torturous and cathartic. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, really I, personal I, songs. So you know, yeah, powerful yeah. songs, really powerful. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think uh, that uh, the suicide stuff resonated with our audience certainly it's a, mm. you know it's a very vulnerable subject mm. and you, you saw, we opened a door and people would be vulnerable with us and it was it mm. was a real privilege mm. to, yeah, to yeah, talk definitely. to people about their friends and, and their experience and their depression you know mm. other people had tried you know saw plenty of people with slashed wrists you know and uh, sharing with us what a real privilege yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. amazing that you're able to do that yeah yeah and it's it's really it's really ahead of its time right i mean feminism male vulnerability um toxic masculinity it's 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 like 30 years ahead of its time i mean how did that all come about well, I'll tell you what else was ahead of its time. Fucking self-abused. I mean, the first mm. life, do you know the first life of self-abused? Mm. If only one person told the truth. Yeah. Could do away could with do away with I mean, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking know. ahead of its time. Jeez. Yeah. It's a great album. Were there 100,000 uh, people at the rally? Or were there 300,000 people at the rally? Surely. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Were yeah. you the, are you the Daily Mail or are you the Guardian? Yeah. Come on. What's the yeah. actual number? Because... There is a truth there. Yeah. Yeah. Self abused. Um in 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 the uh in that documentary, you seem a bit sort of a little bit down on that album. I mean, we loved it. We thought it was a great album, but yeah. you know But what about Sonically? Did you think it uh, well, I think it's a great album. It sounds great to me, but yeah, but it's Did you hear the lyrics? Yeah, when that's that's the thing. Were you reading them at the same time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what is that? Is that what you don't? You're not. It's the music. Massive fan about. Um, we were a very difficult band to work with at that time. I think Mm. we we'd been touring for quite a few months. Uh. We sort of only really knew our live sound, which is the three of us just playing, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. we were put in a recording studio. And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for saying you like the album. That that'll do for me. All right. That what, <laughs> what what business is it of mine? If you well, like are you it? saying are you saying it's overproduced or 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 is that the problem? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. 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 I don't think it okay. matters now, does it? It's, no. it's twenty nine <laughs> <No>. years ago, <laughs> and 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 it worked. I think. Um, you know, it, it's it's life, right? It's it's destiny, but it it didn't do very well, and I think mm. one of those reasons might have been the. It's, it was more kind of Americana type mm. sound rather than, mm. you know, a, a British rock punk sound. But I don't yeah, know. That's fair. That's fair. 
Um, also, you 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 dismissed the another love song EP as commercial bollocks, but but for us it was. It so was, you you watched the uh, documentary quite recently well, then. Well, You're well, quoting no, no, no. directly. Well, because because for us it was ridiculously it exciting because the uh, the B side is recorded at Brighton Pavilion and we were at the yeah. Game. So for us it was amazing. Were you there? Did you shout yeah. out your mum? I shout no, out, uh, you've been misled. Just been misled. Hey. Yeah. I'm 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 I I'm I'm sure I'm the third you've been misled in that. Yeah, in someone shouted your mum and dad, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Someone shouted your mum and dad, yeah. Yeah. That's but yeah, which we were is there. Brilliant. Which is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But so you were there and you had a good yeah. time, but that Loved room it. was right. not very full. Wasn't it? Wasn't Can't it? Remember, to be honest. Ah. Wasn't it? We were already on the wane. That was a uh, full then. October '94. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. As somebody yeah, pointed out, we think we've been overplayed by then. If you on that self-abuse tour, we uh, we were, ended up in Manchester, and the wedding present were on, like Shed Seven were on, and Smash were on. But you'd probably seen Smash last month because we'd been mm. touring for three months. Do you know what I mean? So you wouldn't go yeah. out of that three. You wouldn't go and see Smash again. Mm. And yeah. I think we'd just become overplayed at that point. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, Luke loves. Well, you don't like that another love song EP at all, really? Or. Um. It's not a massive. I, I mean, like I just said, what what business is it of mine? If, if <laughs> yeah, it's none of your business. <laughs> of course, if it you is. Like the song. Uh, I mean, it yeah. was because I mean, I, we re-recorded another love. We were testing it. We were helping it. The guy recorded the first two singles. He's got a studio in Hitchin, and he he got some analog gear. This is about ten years ago. And we we went in because he just wanted to test it out. He said, "Oh, I'll come and test it out." So we re-recorded another love, and I called it the Leviathan because it's just like this big hulking. But some other guy said it's his favourite song, and I'm like, "Fucking hell, if it's his favourite song, fucking play it, yeah, and play it well, Ed. You know, yeah, That'd yeah, be an old git, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Um, but you can hear, you know, those live yeah. tracks on the back of that. You can hear the yeah. energy in yeah. that. I think yeah. we wanted to capture that on the yeah. album, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we quite did. Okay, but we captured yeah, no, something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, just just great songs, right? And, and like Neil, Neil said before, just great lyrics all over that, all over the mm. self-abused album. Just every track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I hope it's okay to ask about this. I mean, you were pretty honest about, you know, singing about taking drugs and stuff right from the start. It seemed that at the end of the band, it, it was a, a bit of a, a problem. Is it yeah. okay to talk about that? I had that? a heroin problem. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And how, I mean, how did that manifest itself with the band? For when the lead singer's asleep on the floor, it's difficult. stepping over him. Yeah, I think Sal said that in the in the mm. this beautiful thing, and uh, mm. you know that that flawed is beautiful documentary. That 
that's almost the first time I'd heard Rob or Sal talk about their uh, their smash. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's mm. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Their perspective. Mm. And yeah. when your best friend says, you know, my best friend's asleep on the floor, and I'm, mm. I know I'm finding it difficult. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. That's not very nice, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Guess not. Did you sort of, when the whole smash thing ended, did you sort of struggle after that? It, it, I, thought, I always wonder what it's like to be in a band that has a fair bit of success and then, you know, you've got to go back to sort of trying to live a, your everyday lives afterwards. It must be quite a difficult transition to make. When, when it was only me that sort of dropped out, really, because Rob went mm. on to do These Animal Men and Mo Solid Gold That's right. for a few years. Yeah. Oh, was he in most Sal- of the gold? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Salvatore played bass with Carter. That's mm. right. So they both mm. they both carried on with music, and it was only me that stopped. And um, yeah, so I've never I've never been in another band apart from Smash. Mm. Um, yeah. Was it hard to go back to real life? Um, no, it wasn't because we weren't that famous. No one was going to recognise me working in Tesco's. <laughs> Not with the disguise I, I was wearing. <laughs> Come on, you're on the front page of a front page of NME with a grenade in your mouth. Yeah, quite a few times. Yeah, <laughs> we that photo shoot um, we did. I did with Cafe Saint Luce in mm. uh, uh, the Hall of Nothing offices were in Shepherd's Bush. So Kathy had got a AK-47 from wherever and a grenade. And we were doing this photo shoot. But after the photo shoot, we were going to a party. And uh, there's me and Kathy walking down Oxford Street with a fucking AK-47 and a grenade in her handbag. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Can you imagine that today? And yet we didn't, and I was probably wearing camouflage gear. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Probably going to a party at the 100 Club or something with a fucking a rifle and a grenade. Yeah. Iconic picture, that, though. It's, it must be quite something yeah. to have your, your face on the front page. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're, we're, we're lucky. I feel very, I love our 15 minutes. I'm, you know, as I say, I spoke to Rob this morning. And we're both mm. glad it didn't go on longer. We loved it. 84 to 94. Mm. We're very, very grateful to, you know, to everyone like you who bought a record and enjoyed coming to a gig. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. You, I mean, you did carry on. You, you've, obviously, you've, you've done that album since. How did that come yeah. about? Did you all just decide to... Well, to play some I, we, more songs together. The so I did ten years of um, ten years in the wilderness, mm. and uh, in two thousand and three, when I came out of the wilderness, we got back together because fund, fundamentally we're friends from yeah, when yeah. in Garden City, and we, you know, we. However, you know, we have argued, don't get me wrong, we've had some fucking mm. bad arguments, but uh, 
you know, when people know your mum and dad, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. You can have friends, but when the f- like, yeah, when they're part of the family, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 When they're yeah. part of the family, I think my mum preferred Rob to me anyway. She always <laughs> thought he looked like Steve McQueen. I felt a bit left out when <laughs> like, they were yeah. around, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we we did a couple of gigs and. We didn't really care if anyone uh, came or anything. We just wanted to be together because, you know, just yeah. liked rehearsing. Let's go, and, let's go down the farm factory and have a rehearsal and smoke some fags and, yeah. you know, be like the old times or whatever or the new times. or. Mm-hmm. And then, as I say, we did this recording with Andy, just to test out his gear. And we did a mini album again with Andy. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. But yeah, the one with the Velvet Underground cover on it. Is that that one? It's it's actually Sharon Tate on the front. Uh yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I can't remember. Something regrets or something like that, no? Oh yeah, yeah without yeah, regret. Yeah, yeah, without regret. regret. That's it. That's Sorry, it. yeah. Forgetting my own discography, what kind of uh, <laughs> what, what kind of a promo is this? Um, and then eventually, we, you know, we wrote enough songs to make make goodbye Wellington Garden City, and it's the last album Salvatore played on, and I think it's a fitting end to Smash. I mean, look at that! It's a good album. It's a really great album. It's, it's really good. Yeah, man. It looks great. The songs are great. It's good as anything. Really good. Yeah. 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 You happy with how it came out, the album? Happy with happy with how it sounded when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, by no, that time, great. you know, personally, I had a bit more confidence in the studio. And, you know, we weren't all exhausted. And uh, we had a nice time making it. Good. Brilliant. Yeah. There's a few Lana um, Del Rey samples on there. It's my uh it's supposed to sound like uh Born Born to Die. Okay. Anyway. Don't mind Born to Die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um we got this sort of question that we just ask everyone we interview. Um if you uh, could have been in any other band around that time, who would have it been and uh, and why if you could have could have been in another band yeah i have thought about this one and it would in the documentary i said one thing but really i wish i'd said spitfire i wish i'd been in spitfire oh spitfire mm. they were They're from like crawley, hey, was he cruelly okay crawley. but wow. yeah they did a lot of brian yeah fantastic band there you go. right nice and arty Two of the guys were brothers. Beautiful, beautiful art rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about Spitfire for a long time. Wow, that's great. That's a great answer. Huh. Are you are you working on anything at the moment, Ed? Or is there any new stuff in the pipeline? I've got I'm doing I'm doing four tracks at the moment. They're all angry. They're all about bringing down crooked people. One of them's about the Sackler family and the Oxycontin 
uh, oh yeah yeah thing going on mm. another one's about michelle i'm going to call it michelle money and doug barrow just to sound like uh bonnie and clyde but it's right. uh, um uh you know that fraud that that uh, the ppe corruption that, shit yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. those fucking yeah. cunts i know um, <laughs> i know and they're fucking getting away with it they they, they have somehow i know it's insane, they, right he's they HSBC literally said he's literally laundered this money. It's like <laughs> if you or I try and put more than a tenner in the bank, they fucking pull us up on it. He's yeah. and what what business gets 120 million and 65 of it is profit? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm oh, still angry. <laughs> still good raining, wow. against the machine. Brilliant. But hopefully you'll find. The lyrics, poetic and beautiful and arty and funny. You know, it is funny. I mean, the, fir- the, the mm. first line is, let's call it fraud, Michelle Moan. All right, brilliant. We've kept you a really long time. Um, we'll, we'll stop the recording, but don't, don't go anywhere just yet. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. just need to go and have a wee. Oh, oh mate, have a really good one. I really like that jerkin he wears, don't you? Where did he get it, do you think? He's such a fucker. This, I reckon this podcast will work much better if he wasn't involved. <laughs> oh, he's the star of the show, man. He knows it. He doesn't listen to you about that fucking microphone. He's the undisputed star of the show, man. He knows it, though. Fuck. He's becoming a bit of a diva, isn't he, recently? A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah you can tell. Yeah. You can tell he's sort of, look at me now. Yeah. Lording it around in his diamond encrusted jerkin. <laughs> Someone said, Oh, yeah, we like, we think Dave's really funny. Now thinks he's fucking hilarious. I know. He thinks yeah. he's Michael McIntyre, doesn't he? What about Dave? Do you think he's funny? Or Anyway, I think oh, he's back. coming back. What were you talking about? Oh, nothing. Oh, no, just, uh... just the weather. I thought I heard something about Michael McIntyre. I was going to say, I'm actually... Reminds me of Luke. (laughs) (laughs) You do look a bit like Michael I don't think I've ever been more offended by anything in my entire life. (laughs) There we go. Ed from Smash. Dave, you weren't in the interview. What do you think? Oh, yeah, it was really nice. I mean... You like it because he mentioned you, didn't he, Dave? Well, not not just that. He obviously has been listening to us. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. brilliant, isn't it? It was nice. Totally threw me off when I realised. It kind of dawned on me. It totally, it totally threw me off those first couple of minutes. And the other thing was interesting, the name change. I wrote down Smash smash and the Blues, but like it was Smash at the Blues, right? Yeah, like fuck the Tories. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was quite serendipitous that that name got changed. Because all the all the successful bands at that time, they had just one word names, didn't they? I like how it was a mistake. Yeah, I like how it was. A, I like stories like that. But it pissed me off that it seems totally random. I think he, as either Rob or Salvi said, added the stars. And mm. now every time I write it, even when I'm, when I'm just writing like a oh, casual hard, email to you yeah. or whatever, I, I can't oh. not put the stars in. So <laughs> just know. to randomly do that for no reason, that pissed me off because, you know. That, that, that is annoying, the stars bit. I love it. But you it, can't yeah. not do it, can you? You can't not no, do it. No, you can't. 
yeah, I agree with you on that one. It's brilliant, but equally fucking annoying to have to keep putting yeah. those stars in. But it does look great, though. I like that he said, uh, without the three of them, it's it's not smash. Like, it, it's that gang mentality. It's all three of them. Who else was... Someone else said that. Someone else we interviewed said the same thing. Uh, Jerry Mega City 4, I think. It was. Or Compulsion. Sid Compulsion, it was. Sid Compulsion, it was. You know, it's loyalty between three people. You know, it's yeah. not like two others plotting behind the other one's back to sort of get rid of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you talking about, Dave? That's the kind of that's the kind of trio I'd like to be in. You might find some people like that one day, but at the moment it's it's the latter, isn't it? <laughs> so maybe a set, maybe it's something to do with trios i think there might be a i think a trio seems to be a more of a a unit sometimes and bands with more than three i don't know maybe that's not true. yeah i guess i guess if there's um if there's more than three you can split off into two yeah two so. separate part you know um groups right if yeah. there's only three you can't really do that so maybe yeah i think there is something about it but another thing this is just a random thing <laughs> That I picked up of it, but um, he was talking about uh, about sniffing glue, and I was I was talking to someone about this the other day. It's a really eighties thing, isn't it? Does anyone sniff glue anymore? Is it? Because I remember people used to come round the schools and do like talks on sniffing glue and stuff, but I just don't think it happens anymore. But what what happens when you do sniff glue? I don't know. What's it like? I've never done it. Is it like poppers or something. Your nose sticks together. <laughs> I mean, it must be yeah, it gives you a head rush, in right? some way. It gives you a head rush. It's a punk thing, isn't it? There was a famous punk fanzine called Sniffing Glue. Don't know if kids do anymore, do they? Dave, do your kids sniff glue? Well, they're still alive, so, you know, according to the warnings of certain, certain death. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, a bit like uh, if you've chucked a banana out of a rail, out of a train, it would kill someone. <laughs> we had those ones as well. <laughs> Speaking of the drugs talks played in schools, remember I had that poster on my wall in the bedroom. I had all, listed all the different drugs on it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do remember it. We yeah. got it from yeah. one of those school talks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, done it, <laughs> done it. I don't know if they do those talks anymore, but we it used to be like everything: trains, power lines. There was loads of those. Out yeah, don't get your football line, boot man. stuck in the fucking <laughs> train line, man. <laughs> yeah. Don't get your. Happens a lot. <laughs> that image is just you... stuck with us all, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. It works, man. It works. Oof. I haven't flown a kite near a pylon since. I never dragged my football boots along the live rail any... after that. <laughs> no. Same. No chance. Here, do you remember? I went to see Luke ages ago in Tokyo, and we were running for a train. Mm. I slipped over, and my leg was right down by the side of the train. Yeah. A whole leg. Yeah, rip your leg off. I almost died. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, just thought I'd slip that in. Yeah, <laughs> you got your leg stuck down there. Yes, <laughs> your leg stuck. We've been at nearly some dying, kind of yeah. all-you-can-drink buffet at a pizza place. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, pissed up. That yeah. was mental. That 
It was like nothing, wasn't yeah. it? It was like 500 yen or something, like whatever that was, like two or three quid, and it was all you can drink. Just help yourself. Don't want to hear about your fucking night out in Tokyo anyway. Yeah, I thought it, I thought, um, it would wind Neil up because he wasn't mm. there. Didn't even get an invite. Welcome anytime. So, Smash, started out, obviously, doing the support for the mine workers gigs. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That was great. Made me, uh, made me like him even more. Yeah, it's a bit depressing that kind of we're in the same same situation now, aren't we? Tories are still cunts. They've only got money for bombs. Oh, that's a bit good T-shirt. Maybe we'll do a stupid and contagious uh, merch with that on it. <laughs> nice laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about merch, uh, yeah, I like the the fact that they. They made all their own T-shirts. Rob had that shop, second-hand shop. It's just brilliant. It was all DIY, wasn't it? They just literally made their own T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, just hand-printed, right? That is still yeah. still pretty. Look at that. That's a pretty good colour on that 30 years later, isn't it? That's not bad, you know? Have you washed it? I haven't worn it for a long time because I, I forgot about it, but now, now it still fits. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wearing it again. You've got the same body as a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> Um, well, I, I was 17. <laughs> I do have another layer on underneath because it's cold. I did like that he was, he was genuinely touched that you, he got quite excited when you showed him the T-shirt. I love that. He said, like, because that's when he said that Smash meant an awful lot to a few people and that was enough for him. I love that. Great. I thought that was really Me too. nice. That's a great philosophy for a band, right? It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I do genuinely think that they were in a band because they liked playing music together. They were just three friends playing music, first and foremost, yeah. and that they just got a bit lucky that it all came together at the right time, I guess. But but again, like they were together for like eight years or something before anything happened, so it's not like... Finally came good. Yeah. 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 That's what sort of killed it off in the end, but the fact that they became famous. If they'd have carried on being underground, they might have still been going now, do you know what I mean? But it was amazing how fleeting it was, right? So, like, mm. and it's really interesting to hear, like, his perspective versus our perspective. Like, he said, like, when we talked about the uh, the Brighton gig, so October mm. 94, that was, he, he, he said they were already on the way yeah, that's right. by then, yeah. which means the fame was like a year, less than a year, you know? It's, um... And they were like front page of Enemy with a grenade in his mouth and all that stuff. Yeah. They were huge. Yeah, yeah. Enemy loved them, right? They, yeah. They loved them. We can talk about the album now, I guess, because he wasn't really happy with the way that, that came about. It didn't really capture their live sound. I think that's what he was trying to say. It was a bit overproduced. Mm. I, I think it's a great album, but I get Me what too. he's saying. Me too. Mm. I get what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, I, well, I can. I know fuck all about like audio shit. That's your that's your domain, Neil. So to me, they're just great songs with great lyrics. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was massively overproduced. It's not like it doesn't sound like Smash. I think it's it's still a good representation of the, their music. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you're the songwriter, you're always going to be a bit more critical than everyone else. I'm not sure. But. Well, I was just going to say I, I, I about the interview, I really like the fact that he, he could go from, you know, having a laugh, taking the piss out of Dave, 
to talking really movingly about suicide and drug addiction. Yeah. Um, just having that kind of highs and lows in the interview was, um, I don't know, I thought that was really, really, really interesting, really powerful, you know? Yeah, that song revisited number five. It's so uh, personal, isn't it? It's, there's no uh, ambiguity about what it's about. It's a, it's a great song, isn't it? It's just a great song with a really harrowing subject. Well, like we talked about with them in the interview, that kind of just being ahead of their time, right? Just talking about, you know, like it, suicide is you know, overwhelmingly uh, affects, you know, young men, basically. And mm, yeah. Yeah, male vulnerability, you know, things like that. Um, my, yeah, toxic masculinity, just way, way, way ahead of their time, you know, it's incredible. But to write that down and then to go on stage night mm. after night and sing it must have fucking taken its toll on him, eh? People will scrutinise those lyrics, won't they? And they must have yeah. known that. It was pretty brave. Yeah, yeah. Do you, mind, do you know you know Idols, right? They got a song called June, which is about um, singer... Joe, his his um his wife had had a miscarriage, like stillbirth, oh, okay. stillborn, basically, and um it's like the most beautiful, like heartbreaking, yeah. harrowing song you could imagine, and he's never sung it live. Oh, really? It's like I did it for the album, that's it, and I'm I'm never gonna play it live, and uh, it's understandable, right? Switching back to, I'd call it a lighter song, but it's not really, you know, Lady Love, your cunt. Mm. Like, Dave, I mean, it's the most, now, it's by far the most popular song, but it's probably my favourite song. One of my, that's probably my favourite song of all time. I'm going to say that now. It's got to be up there for me as well. Yeah. But that, that sentiment that everything that's bad in the world is invented by a man. Mm. Oh, that opening, I mean, uh, opening I mean, diatribe is me, amazing. Right? Yeah. Woman. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. so true. But what I wanted to ask Luke, because I know Luke, mm. I remember mm. years ago, you telling mm. me you were a feminist. Mm. And I always remembered it because I thought, ah, oh, hang on, how's that possible? But of course mm. it is possible. But yeah. what does it mean to be a male feminist? Same and... as it means to be a female feminist. It's just, you know. Same same as what he told you when you asked him this question in the other interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we did talk about dad. it a little bit. We did talk about it a little I bit. I don't think he satisfied thing. me with his answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But I did want to talk about that because it did have a huge impact on me. As I said, just like reading that essay and that kind of got me reading. Well, I just read like other Jermaine Greer stuff at first because I, I didn't know who else mm. to... I didn't know any others, right? That's the only one I knew because that's got my information from, from Smash. But that yeah. kind of put me on to like a whole a whole world of, of stuff. And, you know, I've been... Since then, um, yeah. Um, you know, I've got a whole bookshelf full of it full of it now so it was it was a huge huge impact on me did you burn all your bra afterwards um I, well i don't i don't wear i don't I wear one so i didn't have to do that dave didn't even smile at that Am I <laughs> sorry i was thinking <laughs> about something else it's <laughs> no offense <laughs> i thought it was worth at least a sort of snigger but say it again <laughs> go on give it another go <laughs> say it again did it make you go out and burn all your bras? <laughs> no, it still didn't work, man. <laughs> still not, didn't work. It's just not, it's just not funny, is it? Oh, I, I guess you're going to have to face the fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess yeah, that's the proof. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I can't be funny all the time. 
I know. Am I interrupting Flo? But what Flo? But yeah, I've got a follow-up comment. You know how the women that do get power, I've you know mm. Thatcher, Truss, that fucking mm. bitch, S- Sippy Hovley or whatever the Israeli ambassador. She's an oh, evil yeah. fucking bitch. Uh, right? uh, yeah, Sarah yeah. Palin, Michelle Moan, who who he mentions. You know why? Mm. Why is it the worst women? There must be no. There are loads of good women in power. You know. But are you judging them again for higher for higher standards because they're women? Yeah, that, that's a good point because you know a male Thatcher would just be another Tory. Yeah, exactly. Right? She's yeah. no she's yeah. no worse than any yeah. Tory prime minister we've had. Maybe a bit more fanatical, perhaps. But yeah, you're right. It's, maybe I am. That's 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 what we need feminism, man. What for people like Dave? Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm willing to learn. There you go. There you go. There you go. Which brings me on to my next point. I, I love that he was, he was he joined in taking the piss out of Dave and the Lighthouse family. I mean, that's, great. that's, that's something. Loved it? it. I thought he was on my side. I think he's got his general affection for you. He said he'd like to do a podcast just you and him. Yeah. Talking about us. Well, before we started recording, he mentioned that and he was disappointed you mm. weren't here. Yeah, yeah, generally. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, that's it. He likes, you know, he likes trios to be united, doesn't he? He ah, does. Might be that. He does. Yeah. Can I give a quick shout out to uh, Stephen Wells, Swells, who we talked about in the interview? So he's the one that um, directed the video for "I Want to Kill Somebody." He said he was on the tour bus with him. He was pretty much my my favourite like enemy writer back in the day, and I was obsessed with with NMA. Really interesting guy he had this kind of like um like hunter s thompson style like gonzo journalism kind of style so it was really fun he also he started this publishing company called attack books and i remember at the time there's this really like, like underground publishing house and i remember i had to like send i wanted to get he wrote a book called uh teenage tits out terror totty and um i really really wanted to get hold of a copy i had to send off like um I think I sent cash maybe in like an envelope or something off to some address in London. And uh, and a book came back like a month later with a, a nice little personal message from Swells in it. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's great to to hear about him uh, for mm. me because he was uh, a big part of my teenage years reading his stuff, you know. Yeah, and a big part of, yeah. of, of uh, Smash's success, it sounds like as well. He was yeah, really, yeah. really, really good guy. One of the one of the, one of the good guys. Yes, I just wanted to do a shout out to, to Swells. Nobody smiled at the book title. I did. Yeah, I was going to ask, what was it about? I think it's self-explanatory. It takes a lot to make Dave laugh. He doesn't laugh at any of my It's called Tits Out Teenage Terror Totty. That's what happened. I sniggered. I'm sure I did. I definitely would have because that's my right. level of humour. Dave's, Dave's he's, he's, he's stone-faced today. He's unbreakable. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's because he knows Ed, Ed likes him. He's trying to impress him. Anyway, I, what I really liked from that whole interview. Did you interview Hull? Boom! How comes that he got a laugh? That was a good one. Not sure why his one gets a laugh and mine didn't get anything. I think mainly it's because his one was funny. Right. Okay. Comedy's an art form, isn't it? The humour. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What I like. Or what I got from it, it's it's very much Smash was like 
it was just three mates. They rehearsed around his mum's house. They all knew his mum, you know. And that's that. It came across like that's just what they did. They were just mates who were making music together. But mates more than anything. And he still sort of goes and sees Rob for a for a coffee and a natter sort of thing. You know, that's what it's all about, isn't it? I know you're, you're really into the whole political side of Smash. And I, I, I just think when you listen to some of these people, a bit like Hyphen from Censor as well, you just think it'd be so good if they were like running things, wouldn't it? Or would it though? I don't know. <laughs> it would. They need to be, people like that need to be closer to power. Civil servants do the running of things. It's the decision making. You need people, more people like him. They can't get near power because it's a paradox, isn't it? Or an irony that you have mm. to want power to get power. And yeah. if you want power, you're invariably a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but I do often think that when we're talking to our guests, it's just like, yeah, that's right. That's it. You know, that you've nailed it. And that, that's right. And what they're doing mm. is wrong. On that note, let's wrap up. So that was Ed from Smash. I hope you've enjoyed this one. We did. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking to Eddie. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. If you have enjoyed it, and please do give it a thumbs up if you're watching it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, and leave us a comment below. Let us know your uh, favourite Smash song or Smash memories, if you've seen them live. Let us know in the comments. Let's get a conversation going, as always. If you're listening, then rate, review, do all that so that we can get the podcast out to more people. Luke, mixtape. You're, yeah, sadly, Self Abused is not on Spotify, but yeah, the other EP is the newer, the newer stuff is on there. So there's, there's enough, there's enough for a, 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 a nice, decent mixtape on there. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that'll be, that'll be ready when this goes out. So yeah. Enjoy that. So that's it for this one. Uh, thanks for watching and listening as always. Tell your friends, Dave. Yeah. Do you want to uh, wrap this one up? See you in a minute. <laughs>